0: You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now, here's your host, Vince.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 217 of the Comic Book Informer podcast coming to you on June 2nd. Sorry we missed last week, but it was the strangest thing. The pocket universe that we actually operate out of was smashed together with another one, and we were forced to fight for our survival. The good news is your favorite podcast won, and you can continue to listen to us. The bad news is somebody else's favorite podcast is never going to air again.
0: Wow. Wow. That was scripted. Like since what last week? Well, I got nothing to do tonight. I might as well write an intro for
1: next week. Came up with the idea this morning and
0: nailed it <laughs> in one take. It.
1: No script. Good man. Good man. I'm impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that said, wait till we get to these two stupid events in what we're reading. I may have opinions. <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna to have to wait those.
1: for this. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, our discussion this week, coming into the Secret Wars thing that Marvel's doing, uh, one of the universes, battle worlds, whatever the hell they're calling them, is uh, based on the Future Imperfect storyline from The Incredible Hulk back in the 90s. And we actually had talked about this when we were reading Spider-Man 2099, how the 2099 universe had actually crossed over with the Future Imperfect at some point with the maestro showing up as a villain for Miguel. So ever since then, I've been wanting to cover that original story. And hey, this was a great week to do it. So, yes, the comic was uh, published over the course of two issues called Incredible Hulk Future Imperfect in 1992, written by Peter David, art by George Perez and Tom Smith. And man, the early 90s before, you know, the 90s hit with the, the Liefeld style, George Perez is one of the best guys in the industry at the time. And this comic just pops off the page at every turn.
0: For me, it was very much, again, a memory of reading comics.
1: in Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, kind of by today's standards, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, it's, again, for me, because it's so far back, I'm not a huge fan of that style anymore. Which isn't to take away from it, because it's freaking extraordinary how much stuff we've got going on in every single panel. It's just... It's it's very dated,
1: yeah. But I mean, especially again, comparing it to a lot of the artwork of the time, the characters are very vibrant, incredibly detailed. The backgrounds are very well rendered. The city scenes, yeah, you know, all the populace is detailed. Every in, interior space has really nice detail to it, like. Comparing it to other comics in 1992, uh, off the top of my head, this has to be one of the best looking ones out there. Yeah. The other
0: thing, too, is coloring has come a long way since then. Oh, yes. So when you're looking at the colors of this, in my head, I'm thinking, well, this would look spectacular with some of the modern colors right now that they can do. Mm -hmm.
1: As for the storyline itself, what did you think?
0: I had it set higher in my mind what it was going to be. So, and I try not to do that, but it's who we are as people. So, and I had this expectation. The thing is, is that like we've kind of established over the years by sheer virtue of the fact that we haven't done a lot of Hulk stories that we're not either one of us really the biggest of Hulk fans. That right. there's a lot of stuff that certainly, yeah, we do like the pack stuff, the planet Hulk stuff. Holy crap in hell. That stuff is fantastic. The the Hulk stuff in Old Man Logan. Great. Even Jonathan Hittman's stuff with that. Love it. But I don't know. Single stories like this. It's got to be something really, really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It has to grab me more. And this, this really just didn't.
1: Yeah, it definitely isn't as good as I remember it being. But I still enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like some of the other stuff we've gone back and looked at and gone, oh, my God, what were we thinking? It was still enjoyable. It yeah, just wasn't yeah, great, I great.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. It's just that, again, I just – and and others may be in the same boat as me where it's held up higher on a pedestal. And then you finally read it and you're like, it eh, was all right. But really, to make that big of a deal of, oh, my God, Magstor's coming back for this – battle world thing whatever
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um one of the things i remember for this is the reveal that hulk and maestro were the same person at least in my mind i remember it being a much bigger deal but reading through it again it's pretty obvious from like page six that they're the same dude that's why when you were saying
0: that initially as i'm reading this i was thinking just that like what the hell is he talking about there's no Huge reveal. I think, in fact, if there would have been more of a reveal and it had been written more subtly, then that actually would have been
1: really, really cool. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we got by a long shot. No, unfortunately. So The story, uh, it takes place in an unnamed amount of time in the future where, of course, it's a comic book in the future. Everything's gone to hell. (laughs) Just once I'd like a nice story about the future in a comic (laughs) book. Just
0: once I would like a story where in this post-apocalyptic setting there isn't a room with torn shreds of every hero's costume, helmet, shield, whatever you name it. I'd like one comic that tackles this type of story that has the cojones not to— Do that same freaking room
1: again. What I find hilarious about this, because when I looked at this room, it instantly reminded me of the one in uh, Old Man Logan. Yes. And we've seen plenty of these rooms in many comics, but these two were very similar. The difference is the Red Skull's trophy room at Old Man Logan was just that, a trophy room, a memory of all the people he defeated. When we have Old Man Rick Jones, it's more of a memorial, a museum So why does he have the beast's skin hanging on the wall? He has a pelt of the beast. Like, uh, that was bizarre. (laughs) It's no longer
0: a museum. You've crossed the line. (laughs) This is seriously like silence of the lambs territory at this point.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, the, we come to find out that in this particular city, uh, It's come under control of this powerful uh, man known as the Maestro, who we come to find out is a future incarnation of the Hulk. And one of the things I found interesting about this storyline is that they went the direction of, despite all the threats from supervillains and aliens and all that, it was still humans that kind of messed up the world. I think that's something we haven't seen a lot of. I don't want to say it's terribly creative, but... In the realm of big comics, not having the super villains mess up the world, I think, is at least a a little different. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But as they come to find out, nuclear war, of course, just ends up powering up the Hulk. As as they say, unless he's at ground zero of the blast, it's probably not going to do him much harm. And since he's a radiation-based superhero himself uh, over time, it just kind of makes him a little stronger. And they come to find out, well... If we're going to have to beat a Hulk, we're going to need a Hulk. And they have this convoluted time travel, (laughs) I want to say, of sending Rick Jones' granddaughter into the past to convince him to send the Hulk to the future. I think that aspect of the story probably could have used a little more development. It just it was a little hand wavy of, oh, yeah, this is what we did. This is how we convinced the freaking Hulk to step on Dr. Doom's time platform to come to the future. And the fell
0: into the trap of trying to change the speech too much Mm -hmm. of the people in the future. So you get all of these expressions, and yes, expressions change over time we don't speak the same as they did in the 50s -hmm. and 60s even so yes this far down the line they would speak differently it's just that when you do that you really run the risk of it being really cliche if you if you overuse it yes we have people now who say awesome too much or something to the to that to that kind of thing but you know, when you have these characters constantly saying those same, whether it was slide or slag or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it was, all it was like, oh, my God, enough's enough.
1: Yeah. While it may be realistic, it doesn't make for a very good read. Yeah. And sometimes you have to make that trade off. One thing I did enjoy was in a very rare move in a comic book, we got to see the living crap beat out of the hulk granted it was by another hulk but still i i can count on one hand number of time i've seen the hulk actually beaten up and it was it was a pretty epic fight i gotta say
0: yeah it's just like i couldn't get into it Mm -hmm. because you're looking at everything that's happened whether it's you know the initial fight or after the neck breaking different whatever's going on kind of thing i really couldn't get into it and also, like as this is all going on, we've got these – all of these like freaking disturbing harem things going on with these yeah. girls that he's taken when they're still young and forcing it. And the way that the that Perez did the R2 even with the holding the head and different things, you're going, ooh, that – you
1: know. It's definitely not a comic that could come out now. Yeah, and And it
0: shouldn't. And Mm so as I'm reading this, then as you get into the fights and all that, I'm going like, I'm really not invested at all in this. I just want the story to end at this point.
1: I, I can definitely see that. And I don't disagree. The one story bit that I did really love in this, though, was when they try to do the whole... You can't kill yourself to destroy your future because you're dealing with, yes, Bruce Banner, one of the smartest people on the planet. and He just breaks down the entire theory of comic book quantum mechanics. It was goofy, but I don't know. I just really loved that for some reason. It dragged on a little long. Had mm-hmm. it been a
0: little shorter, shorter, I would have liked it more. But no, I agree. It was, yeah.
1: Very rarely do you see a comic book character kind of not aware he's in a comic book, but aware of the genre conventions at the very least like he didn't go full deadpool but he came pretty close but yeah overall again it's it's very much a time capsule of back in 1992 this was one of the coolest things out there it was you know future imperfect and x-men was pretty much all that existed in 1992 from my memory doesn't hold up quite as well uh you know 20 plus years later but I still think it's something people should check out and read because if you're going to read something from the 90s, you could definitely do a heck of a lot worse than this.
0: And as I was saying, this is my opinions are swayed by the fact that I'm not a huge Hulk fan. Mm -hmm. Same as what we've said with, you know, different Daredevil stuff. But that notwithstanding, that that doesn't mean that we can't be really moved by a Hulk story if it's well done. And – keep going back to planet hulk hulk is the example of you know something that doesn't matter who the characters
1: are you're going to love it because it was brilliantly written i just didn't think that that was this yeah and digging back in my memory because i haven't read any of them in a long time some of Peter David's Hulk stories from the late 80s and early 90s, I do remember as really enjoying and being good like character work. This just isn't it. This was more of an, a, a Hulk event than a Hulk story. Yeah. So I, I, maybe at some point I'll look back at some of the other Peter David Hulk storylines because I remember he did some really creative and at time, at the time controversial stuff with the character. But I wanted to get through that kind of quick because I'm sure we have a lot to talk about in what we're reading. And I'm actually going to let you go first. How are you now? hmm Okay. <laughs> well
0: it's obvious the secret wars are converging
1: pretty much o- all that's been going on
0: <laughs> which actually before we get to that i am very surprised where i was maybe you've actually read it since that uh, you hadn't read the issue from which your your new avatar is from
1: i what is that from i don't know I, <laughs>
0: It's from Guardians Team-Up number five.
1: Oh, see, I haven't been reading that series.
0: It was horrible, except this one was <laughs> but awesome. it had Vulture Dr. Doom. This one is freaking awesome. So seriously, go out and find it. It's number okay. five.
1: I was wondering, I was like, where did he get this from? Because <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah, no kidding. It's a, uh, it's a standalone issue with starting off with Rocket and... Uh, and uh whatchamacallit, the dog. Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Um and, and turns into this freaking romp with the Avengers pets kind of thing that has <laughs> okay. various av- pets from different Avengers or things and And Throg, so I knew you'd like that. He's there. And freaking a Frog Thor playing poker with, you know, dogs and a cat and a bird and cat. It's hysterical. And then the evil. They're called before the might of Vulture Von Doom and the pets of the evil masters. Loki's Hellhound, Lady Vulcan's familiar as Super Ape, Dr. Doom's Attack Tiger, Princess Python's Killer Snake, and a radioactive spider. (laughs) It doesn't belong to anybody. It's just there. (laughs) This was so awesome. I could not decide which picture to give you for the Avatar. That's how many that... I saw that I was like oh this one. Oh this one. Oh this is awesome. <laughs> I had to settle to on the one that I sent you. So yes, read this. Okay. All right. Now. Let's start with convergence. You read them both? Not a chance. That, oh, I you haven't, haven't. I
1: haven't looked at this since you made me.
0: Wow. All right. Well, I'm surprised you haven't read even it.
1: the ones I was interested in. I was like I can wait. Well, it's, it's
0: like, this is them saying we are comic books. Mm -hmm. We know we are comic books and do not try to hold us to any kind of laws of logic, common sense, or intelligence. That you can come up with. None of that holds any water with us because we are comic books. And I can roll with that to a certain degree. Exactly. I can kind
1: of respect that.
0: You kind of go, all right, fine. Because essentially what's happening now is that every multiverse that existed prior to the new 52 before Flashpoint is back.
1: Right. So I I, I read the recap of what happened. Yeah. (laughs) So you're like,
0: okay, so Brainiac and Talos and all that are going to send back the Porsche. I know you're not supposed to think about it too much.
1: You're going to hurt yourself.
0: But see, that's the thing. It's like I am willing to at some point say, okay, all right, fine. So this is the way it is. But there's also the that part of me that says, that thinks, you know what, no, you didn't plan this out well enough. You didn't plan out your story well enough so that it made a degree of sense later on. So you're treating us like idiots or hoping we won't notice this. But no, it's a bad writer, you know, <laughs> bad. You screwed up and you could have done better there, especially for something like this. Again, I think the I don't know what it's like inside of, you know, whether it's Marvel or DC Comics when it comes time to these kind of events, if they're like specific people are pitching them or whatever, or if this is coming from the, you know, right from the top that they're the ones coming up with the concepts and then just offloading individual issues or whatever to writers. But it's to me, I keep thinking like this is supposed to be huge, just as big as flashpoint was and supposed to have been to the point of that relaunch that, Hey, it's still lasted a while, this, you know, you're bringing everything back. It should be huge. It should be better handled. So like the, 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 the story, like, again, you you've, the worlds are apparently destroyed. All that's been saved is a city from said planet. How are you then repopulating the entirety of each of those planets just by sending this back? wizard did it yeah so again this was like entirely predictable most of it either made no sense or was a complete waste of space again that idea of all the heroes fighting each other and eventually it just kind of trailing off you know and then then they're no longer fighting each other they're kind of Talking a brainiac or tell us or wh- whatever, and it's like, so why did you just spend four or five issues trying to beat yourselves about the head? It's the like you haven't even been reading. Have you even re- been reading any of the 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 extras? Whether it's the, the like the single issues or
1: not, two issues? Not, not since we did the podcast. Nothing. Yeah,
0: because they're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. they're all again I read several more like including the detective comics with the Russian Superman and it was a little bit of stuff going on the first one I was thinking oh, okay this might not be bad <laughs> and it's got it's got a Batman whose cowl has like the white fur at the top like a, a winter like a a winter they toque. made Canadian Batman <laughs> yeah except he's Russian <laughs> And it was hysterical. The costume was hysterical. So, yeah. And, there I mean, that had some good scenes between him and uh, Helena and, and, and Tim and stuff. So there was, like, some it, – it's one of the few examples where some cool stuff did happen. Mm-hmm. But it was still all wrapped within the same scripted um, template. Of what each of these is supposed to be. Okay. So, again, at this point, I, I haven't even read them all. I've read all of the Convergence, and then I've read quite a few, too many of the <laughs> two issue ones. Um, and again, I'm like super unimpressed, confused. All I know at this point. And that's having read most of it and not being completed. Yeah, I've been wacky on meds and stuff lately and sick, but. but that, that might have helped. Yeah. you. I, I can't make heads or tail of a lot of what happened to the point where it's. And, and also I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: all I know is, okay, everything's back, whatever. So, So that's convergence. Shall we on Secret Wars? Let's go. <laughs> You've been reading that more than me. Because I did actually skip over some stuff because it tied in with everything that had been going in right. on in Avengers and it was like, Nope, not making any sense, and not gonna read any for more for it. I did read like a a bunch of the different stuff still with
1: The tie ins. The tie in
0: like especially Ultimate End. hmm Which has the coolest alternate cover that I've seen in the while. WoW that the has got a young one? Yes. Oh my god kill for that. They didn't have it locally. <laughs>
1: I love that. I don't know. I think, I think Scotty's Old Man Logan covers a little better. Yeah, but this is so freaking cool. Yeah. Anyways. The comic itself? Yeah.
0: You're giving more credit than, than I am. <laughs> if you're willing to give it that much. Like, this was... Again, you're wrapping up the ultimate universe wow, this is this is it? This is all we're getting? I was really not impressed, which is too bad.
1: the The thing that bothered me the most about this issue, and I get what they were doing, because regular Marvel comics and Ultimate Marvel comics, just as branding, use different fonts in their word balloons. So they were having the characters speak in their respective yeah. fonts, and it was just really distracting.
0: I noticed, but I didn't actually find it distracting, but that was just me. I I found this story just... Yeah, it was... Lacking in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Again, I keep going back to this is supposed to have a lot of meaning. I mean, you're destroying universes. And in particular, one that has come to mean a hell of a lot to a lot of people and this is how you say goodbye to it i yeah i just can't Mm -hmm. get over how disappointed i was in it so i agree did you read anything that you did like about this and i'd say the spider verse because even that was poop
1: (laughs) i i did enjoy a few but (laughs) did you enjoy the spider verse one not particularly. I mean, I'm interested in seeing where it's going, but yeah, not a very strong first issue. I didn't like it at all.
0: <laughs> I just, I really didn't like it at all.
1: Like, I don't understand why, like, both in Ultimate End and Spider-Verse, like, Ultimate End, that should be, the characters in there should be aware of what's going on. But, like, you know, it's just this big mystery to them. And same thing in Spider-Verse. Like, I would expect Gwen and, and uh, some of the other, like, uh, the the Indian Spider-Man, I would expect them to be confused. But Spider-UK and Spider-Girl, when we left them in Spider-Verse, their whole point was to, to pay attention to the multiverse. So I would at least expect those two characters to kind of have a clue as to what's going on here. Did you read the Planet Oak one? I did. I actually liked that
0: one. Did you know? Mm-hmm. That's because you're just such a Steve Rogers wannabe.
1: Not going to lie. <laughs> That's all it is. You get me ha- Gladiator Steve Rogers riding a dinosaur, I'm going to read that comic. Yeah, Doesn't mean you have to like it. <laughs> yet I did. And yet you did. Okay. Uh, I
0: mean, not so much. I, I, we've seen too many Gladiator-type stories. Way right, but it's many.
1: But it's a spin on Planet Hulk. It's kind of fitting
0: yeah i still didn't i yeah did nothing for me all right which is too bad because again love these the
1: scotty young planet hulk cover for this oh my god i love it now we know why scotty young hasn't been drawing rocket raccoon they've had him slaving (laughs) away on secret wars covers.
0: man um so yeah so i wasn't as crazy about that did you read the old man logan one Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, Once again, Scotty Young cover for this, like you were saying. Freaking yes. Freaking awesome. Love it. Um, I liked it, but not enough. Not mm-hmm. as much as I hoped I would. Mm-hmm.
1: What about you? I think it was an interesting follow-up, but I, I, Old Man Logan is kind of something that didn't need a follow-up. Like, yeah, there there is more story to tell, but that's not the story we necessarily needed to see. But on the other hand, artwork alone, I'm going to continue reading this one. Yeah, and Andrea Sorrentino was outstanding, and there were elements of this that were good,
0: mm-hmm. and leading to maybe the type of story that, as it progresses, can also get behind and would be cool kind of thing for sure. I, 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 I just kind of had hoped for a little bit more for this. Mm-hmm. That's all. But, but it was still good. Just just a little disappointing, that's all. Gotcha. Oh, the Infinity Gauntlet one.
1: I actually didn't read that one. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I. I uh,
0: there was some cool Nova stuff, kind of. Um, I mean, it's, it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Put mm-hmm. it that way, it had some some very interesting characters, and had some Nova stuff, um. But it's not at all what I was expecting. Like it's not at all, yeah, at all, at all, at all. So it's more. It was more of a, a post-apocalyptic survival comic. Kind of Walking Dead, but with an invasion of massive space bugs, kind of thing. So it was like not at all what I thought it was going to be.
1: It was. It was still good. It was still alright. It's just I don't know how much I'm going to read of it. Mm-hmm. I said when I when I looked at what they were doing, I was like, I'm going to wait and see on that one.
0: Yeah. The Deadpool Secret Wars. No, I can't believe I read it, but I did <laughs> read it. It was very much Deadpool. So we know what that means. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was interesting because he's the, the spin was that he was showing as if it was not this secret wars, but the original and stuff that we quote unquote didn't see, but his recalling of it or his escapades while he was there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was a clever little thing. Not that clever, but maybe a little clever kind of thing. So, and it did actually have, and I was waiting for it. I knew it was going to happen, but it does have one panel that's worth reading it. Maybe not buying it, but reading it just for that one panel. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but again, again, I saw it coming a mile away, but then it made me smile when I saw it anyways. And it was like, oh, wait, <laughs> you handsome devil. <laughs> um, finally for me and then you can go on with the actual mm-hmm. whatever they're called. Um, man, I got oh. so many spaces headed <laughs> out of this episode. It's unbelievable. And that's the sound of my brain turning silently. A Force. Ah. Worst named and certainly not the best written in my opinion. I I don't know what the reception was for this. It's not that it was bad, per se. It's just that it was,
1: it was definitely, definitely not what I thought. Being a going. Secret Wars tie-in does it absolutely no favors. I I think it could have been a better comic on its own, without needing to be the whole Secret Wars tie-in with the with the different, you know, the the, the Arcadia and. and I think if they just wanted to write a comic with a bunch of badass woman Avengers, they could have been successful. But having to tie it in with Secret Wars, I think, hindered a lot of it.
0: Yeah. 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 There was there were some elements that I was crazy about. But then some of the um, elements, too, like the Thor core, like um, Strange just Mm -hmm. being Doom's lackey and all these. I didn't enjoy that. Anyway, you slice it in any comic that it was done. So I didn't like it here either. And so that's not, you know, that's just one of those things. I I did like that twist that on the camaraderie between these female heroes. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked that. And I liked some of what might come of this. But. It was so hindered by having to explain everything that's going on, by having to explain the rules and and things like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. So disappointing, but hopefully it can get better. Well, they they have said it's been picked up as a regular ongoing after Secret Wars, so right. I, I hope it finds its way. Okay. Because I, I really if- I really do like a lot of the characters that are here, and they're not really being featured anywhere else. So.
0: Are you going to talk about Secret Wars 2099? I actually didn't read that one. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about it briefly then before I do pass it over to you. Uh, Just because while not, you know, raving, wow, this is awesome kind of thing, it was still really good. Hmm. It was actually really cool. And what it did was... Give us that future story where it's the same heroes, but either descendants or things like that. Like we, that's one of those things where it can be done well, but it can also be, even as I was reading this, I was thinking, my God, you know, there'd be different names. Maybe they'd have some of the same power sets or whatever and you, or maybe you can work with the lineage, but it wouldn't always be another Captain America or another Iron Man or Hawkeye. So that aspect uh, wasn't as crazy, but, but the manner in which they actually handled those characters and who those, those, the the people are, there was some interesting little twists there that I dug and I was like, oh. Okay, so this is different. So I'm 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 actually looking forward to that one a little bit more going forward to see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. I'll definitely check that one out. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a couple other uh, Secret Wars tie-ins. Uh, Master of Kung Fu. I liked it, but I'm not sure how much. Like, I appreciated the creativity of. You know, the setting and the way they reimagined a lot of the characters. Story itself, not really sold.
0: The art was great. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like the art was like, oh, it's Sunday
1: afternoon and there's, you know, there's a <laughs> yeah. movie on something like that. And I love the art. Yeah. And then uh, Inferno. I'm surprised you didn't read that one. I did read it. Oh, what did you think? Yeah, You brought it up. Yeah. I I liked it. Um, a lot of that has to do with you know x men fanboy specifically Colossus and again the artwork in this one who did the artwork on that one I have it right here Javier Garonne never heard of the guy before loved the comic I, the art was very very stylish and, and in some ways like representative of that uh, late 80s early 90s style but obviously modernized so what we would expect for today, like it was gorgeous. I love the way it looked, and I'm interested in what they're doing with the story. I liked it because we just talked about this. Yes. And well not not the specific one. This was actually no, a different story. Yeah.
0: But what I mean is that we just talked about Ileana's time mm-hmm. in, in limbo and we we mentioned how it wasn't always her trying to escape. But in fact, she did more inner battling those inner demons, and sometimes swaying towards wanting to stay and things like that. So, reading this story, then wherein she wants to stay—I mean, he, he's trying to get mm-hmm. her out, and she's deforming his arm and stuff, which was pretty awesome, I will say that. So there was—I I liked the story taken from that side of him constantly trying to spite her. Obviously not wanting it.
1: Mm -hmm. The panel when Cyclops shows up in Professor X's hover chair, I laughed out loud. (laughs) And then aside from Secret Wars, the one other comic I wanted to bring up was the latest Invincible. I haven't read it. Okay. I'm not going to say anything then other than we finally get the conclusion of the battle between Thrag and (laughs) Battle Beast. And the last page of this comic may be one of my favorite pages of all time. All righty then. I await your response next week. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, and also throwing it in there, too. Great as always. I've read it, i behind. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a great scene in there with uh, Colby and Chow. Anyway, as for uh, what's out this week, which I noticed in the show notes, I labeled as what we're reading. Enjoy that one. <laughs> or you could fix it. No, nah. nah. oh, no, It's canon. I'll fix it. <laughs> From Marvel, uh, for non-Secret Wars Marvel Comics, because, God, this is a heck of a list. We have all-new X-Men 41, Amazing Spider-Man 18.1, Darth Vader number 6, Groot number 1, Princess Leia number four, Star Wars number six, all three Star Wars comics come out in one week. And then for Secret Wars specific Marvel comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, Armor Wars, Future Imperfect, giant Size Little Marvel AVX, which is absolutely a Scotty Young comic, Master of Kung Fu, The Actual Secret Wars number three, Extinction Agenda, and Years of Future Past. Uh, All of those are issue one except for Secret Wars, which is three, and Master of Kung Fu, which is two. On DC side, now that convergence is over, we have a whole bunch of new series and existing series moving in different directions. We have Batman Beyond number one, Bat Might number one, Bizarro number one, Green Lantern and Justice League number 41 for both, and uh, issues one for Midnighter and Omega Men.
0: That From, Batman uh, it, Beyond is looks crazy.
1: Yeah, we're absolutely talking about that next week. Yeah,
0: that's with Tim in the suit too.
1: Mm-hmm. From Image we have Autumn Lands Tooth and Claw number 6, Nailbiter number 13 and The Wicked and the Divine number 11. From Boom Studios we have an interesting new comic coming from them, Broken World number 1. Uh, curious to see what they're doing with that. From IDW it is a sad sad day because we have the final issue of Samurai Jack with number 20 as well as the final issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutanimals miniseries series number 4. And from Valiant, we have Dead Drop number two and Imperium number five. So there's a whole lot of everything out there this week. Uh, good luck picking what you're going to read. <laughs> but that's going to wrap us up here at Comic Book Informer. As always, you can find us online at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CB Informer. And until next week, hopefully, thanks for listening.
0: Hopefully, what more can happen?
1: Seriously. did you do you really do you really want to tempt fate on that don't don't <laughs>
0: make sure to stop by comicbookinformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast.